With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I'm looking out the window. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I do not see a pig Pig's flying out there. <laughs> I'm going to have to believe it when I see it. The Washington Commanders apparently up for sale. The Rich Eisen Show. If you make our number, we'll sell the team. And the number's going to be north of $5 billion. Earlier on the show, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. Coming up, ESPN NBA reporter Nick Friel. Plus, your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Our number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. And yes, with a lot of heavy talk going on today with Kyrie Irving having spoken and the commissioner of the NBA putting out a statement criticizing the way that the Nets and Kyrie Irving handled the matter of his uh, linking out uh, a documentary to his um, to his followers to find all sorts of anti-Semitic tropes. Um, and I basically last hour called out Amazon for having that on their uh, spot to begin with. Um, amidst all the heavy talk, we come on hour number three with the start of a scoop by People Magazine. Sports scoop from People Magazine. Really? Yes. Did I miss this? Correct. <laughs> Moments ago, Jeff Bezos of Amazon. Heard of him. Heard of him. Quote, unquote, looking into buying the Washington Commanders. Yeah, he is. And he would make the purchase, quote, unquote, possibly in partnership with Jay-Z. Really? And your mic wasn't even on, and we heard that. We heard that came through. <laughs> That's why I turned it off. I didn't want to say that to the mic. But. Let me tell you something. I mean, let's throw up the rock right now. It's your let's boy. Go. Now, throw it up. The rock's in the building. Three quarters of ownership. You're crazy for this one, Jeff. Three quarters for ownership <laughs> would have to approve this sale. But I would have to say, <laughs> man, I don't want this to Jeff happen. If Jeff Bezos and Jay Z walk in. And say we'll buy the Washington Commanders. Sold. <laughs> I don't want this to happen. I don't Sold. want this to happen, man. Sold. Sold. I can't like this team. So they could just name their price. If it's anything <laughs> five billion and above, if it's if it's six more than the Broncos, I, I think it's six plus. Right. I like I said this. Uh, well, Forbes, like I said yesterday, Forbes has them valued at five point six. Jay Z and so Jay Z and Jeff Bezos walk into an owners meeting and say, <laughs> "Yo, Goodell, 
Would you have a problem? <laughs> would you? Ever, you'd have to. You'd have to. No, I would not like. You'd that. have to. I, I would not like that. You'd have to for just a little party. No. <laughs> Make some room in the vast T.J. Jefferson sports portfolio. Couldn't do it. Let me ask you this. For too. the Washington Commanders. Couldn't do it. Let's just, let's just have this. Discussion. How about them Commanders? They would have to change the team name again, right? Commanders think... is awful. Like, a complete full-on rebrand. Get rid of, we never, Snyder was never an owner. Let's rebrand the team again. Fascinating. What if Jay-Z thought. wants to move him to Brooklyn? Well, no, they'd have a new stadium. New RFK. Like, Dude. Let's go. Dude, dude. Chicka, chicka. Bam, or the can of pee. My stand on the beat. Enough for Pamela Anderson Lee. I knew I'd get Brock. (laughs) Hey, man. This is awesome. I mean, this could be great. This is great. I love it. I got got 99 problems in owning a People magazine busting in on this whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's the first time I've ever seen Florio's Pro Football Talk. Link to people. Link to people. Wow. So let crazy. Me hit, let me hit the link here. Here it is. Yeah, Washington really Commanders. Good. Who wore it better? No, wait a minute. That's the other one, right? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Am that's, I wrong? That's us. Oh, my bad. Yeah, that's us. That's us. Yeah, yeah. A source close to the billionaire tells people. They're just like us. Is that? I mean, no. 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 They're not. That's we it. We want this. Like, everybody wants this. Yeah, but by the we way, just want the rest is just Daniel a... Snyder. Yeah, we want the rest yeah, of, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, and by the way, we didn't even talk about... You know, where I looked out the building and said, pigs flying, like, what? Are pigs flying, like, what? why would they be up for uh, selling right now? The ESPN is reporting that uh, financial irregularities is being looked into by federal authorities. Yeah, they got out in front of that one yesterday. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the rest is just a rehash. <laughs> but that's it. I mean, that's that's it. Jeff Bezos, and possibly in partnership with Jay-Z. Why would Bezos need a partner? He doesn't, he doesn't. obviously. He could buy every team. We, we did the math on this, Mike. So, yeah, he could buy so every a, team. A few months ago, Mike and I ran down the Forbes valuation list of every NFL team, mm. added that all together, yep. subtracted from Jeff Bezos' net worth. He'd still have $90 billion left. Yeah, he'd be fine. If he bought every team. So he doesn't need a partner, but... Jay-Z already does a lot with the league anyway in terms of producing the halftime show and whatnot, so why not? It would be perfect. Let's go. I, I, I think the, the league would, have, by the way, how, how would, how would an, Rebrand, uh, a membership new, meeting new, be, an owner's meeting be, and Jay-Z scheme? walking oh. in the door? I, be, I, hey, Jay-Z, if you buy this team, let's talk about getting me on the competition committee. I don't know if Bezos is a big fan of mine right now because I'm like, what the hell is that link that uh, <laughs> doing on Amazon for, for Kyrie to be able to tweet out anyway? But I don't know. That league's got 99 problems, and I can fix one of them. Let's is that go. good? Let's go. I mean, that wasn't bad. <laughs> You're just pissed because someone you adore might <laughs> <laughs> buy one of your most hated teams. <laughs> Hated teams. Man. I mean, you got to What is happening? TJ. Alan Dallas, you're on the Rich Eisen Show. How you been, Al? What's going on? I'm doing great. You ready for this? Yes, sir. If you're having football problems, I got to buy it for you, son. Jeff has $4 billion, and Jay-Z has one. Not bad, Al. Not bad, Al. Not bad. Not bad, right? TJ. TJ, thumbs down. He just turned his microphone (laughs) off. Yeah, we're done. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So, uh, Richard, you know, yes, like, yes, you've been doing a heck of a job the, over the last, you know, week or so 
talking about things that you know people don't even like to talk about at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Yeah, and, I, uh, I think you've uh, you've checked your emotions as best as you possibly could because the, the nonsense that's being spewed is is striking uh, striking home and. You know, and, and you know, you've probably experienced some of you know, or heard some uh, nasty things in your day that you know that people say. And it hasn't it, been it, fun. It, I'm not going to lie. I've been hearing yeah, a lot no, of stuff. And, and you're smart enough and articulate enough to be able to express that and make it. Um, you know, and it involves a sports figure, so it, it needs to be talked about, right? Um, I'm not going to Chris Mad Dog Russo, and I love Russo by the way. To, to to listen to this stuff, so you're doing a great job. Yesterday's show was fantastic. Thanks, you so. humor in with serious talk thanks but one thing i am going to say though about kyrie irving is i would bet any dollar that i have that he probably didn't even watch the video or watch the show the way he's defend like defending the whole process makes it seem like it's more about pride than about anything else and uh, there's no place for this in any society but i mean it's just it's so arrogant, it's almost believable that he didn't watch it. I don't know, man. And, uh, and just posted it blindly because somebody told him to do maybe. it. And, I, I don't you know. know. I, I mean, we're not getting too many answers, and I appreciate the call, Alan. I appreciate yeah. seeing what you said. And Again, uh, the, the, the one thing that definitely leaps out at me from that whole press conference is him saying, you know, <laughs> him saying that uh, when asked if he met directly with the Anti-Defamation League, said that they reached out to meet, and we handled it. What'd you handle? What got handled? I don't know. It's so tough to have a handle on it. All I want is just everybody to respect one another. That's it. And we can all partner together. If he feels the way he feels, and I feel the way that I feel, we should be able to partner together. I don't know if he really even cares to, to do such a thing. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. So we just, well, I don't know how many years ago this was on this show. Might have been four or five years ago where we realized when we're having our conversations and sports takes that sometimes in order to believe what we think, we have to go higher register. For instance, just as, a, as an example, and no offense here, Okay. Oh, no offense. No offense. I'm looking at you. No offense. You're like, no, hey, hey, I, I, I think you look great in all those things you constantly wear all the time. You know what I mean? Like that's the sort of thing. Or hey, TJ, I think the fact that you root for ten sports teams means you're a real good sports fan. Man, it's a lot yeah. of college teams, man. College. You know what I mean? Like, Give Brockman one I, I may believe. Like three examples. Brockman. Why do I need one? Because I, I guess you got to be. I got to be fair. Yeah, fair fair to all my children. Yeah. All my, yeah exactly. <laughs> Just because guy. Chris is from Boston doesn't mean he's a complete a hole. You know, like that. That sort of thing. Yeah, I like that one. Doesn't. Well, you're going higher register to believe it. Yeah. You're making my point. Yeah. So we. We used to do this all the time, and I just was driving in today, and I knew that this Kyrie stuff was going to be talked about, and it's been a lot of heavy stuff, and we figured, you know what, we just have one take where we all have to go higher register in order to believe it. And here we go. Hit it. There's a chance. The Rich Eisen shows that there could be higher register take of the week. 
There we go. Very good. A little Caliendo doing Schefter is part of our. I love that. Okay. Do we have any? Yeah, uh, we don't do music for this one. Do I we don't do any right music now? for? No, because you like want to hear we, the higher register. We still need. We still always have a little. Music uh, makes everything. Music makes everything. Music makes, makes the people even come together. Even if it's, it even if it's, it's like, like TJ's top five music, let's do that. No, the, that's a good one. What do you got? That's it. That's what it is. Give me a little something to bob my head to. TJ, do you want to lead us off? TJ, why don't you lead us off? Why not? Look, guys, and the NBA season is in full effect, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it's eighty-two games. It's just way too early to really like get up or get down, right? You know, you got some teams we talked about. Some teams understand the assignment. The assignment is tank for Crown Vic, right? Some other guys are just playing out of their pay grade, right? And I got a few teams, as you know, and they're they're both doing so-so, but I want to talk about the Clippers specifically. They're 4-4 four and four right now, and the big thing about the Clippers is what's the problem with injuries, and Kawhi hasn't played in a mm-hmm. few games, and I'm just here to tell you guys that even though he's still sitting out because he destroyed his ACL, and, 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 and he's still load management, load managing, I, 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 I'm not really that worried about Kawhi and the Clippers okay. right now. I mean, it's only eight games into the season. Oh, no. It's still early. It's not, yeah, there's no reason to panic. I'm not that worried right now. I'm with you. I'm with you. No, I mean, I got Kawhi on my fantasy yeah. team and, you know, the fact that he just hasn't been playing and they said at the very beginning, oh, they're just, it's yeah. just, it's just, you know, precautionary. He's going to be fine and then he doesn't make this road trip and oh, I think it'll still be fine. You know, there's still like 74 games left, so yeah, okay, there you go. Well no, done. not too worried. Well done. Brockman, you're next. You go next. All right. Uh, I'm doing football. No basketball for me. I'm okay. Football. The Philadelphia Eagles play tonight in a football game in Houston. They're going to win. They're going to win by a lot. <laughs> so they're going to be 8 0. And then I look at the rest of their schedule, right? They play the Washington Hovas next week. It's your boy! In two weeks, actually, after their bye, right? The or the little mini bye. They play the Washington Hovas next week. Then they play the Colts. That's two more wins. Then I look at the Thanksgiving Day. They are Sunday night football against the Green Bay Packers. I got to say, I think the Packers might hit them their first loss. Oh! Okay. I think Green Bay gets it figured out. Take, build on the positives from last week against Buffalo. Take the month of November to iron them out. And then they go into Philadelphia and maybe get a W. Huh. And, and look at last year. Arizona was the last undefeated team last year. Who was the team that beat him? Go Pack Go! Yeah, (laughs) and he didn't even have Devontae Adams in that game. Like he won't this time. That's all I'm saying. I'm hearing you. (laughs) All right, I'll go. You'll go. Unless you want to go. You go, you go, Mike. You can go, Mikey. I mean, okay. This is off of the the subject of sports, because you know me. I'm like... Not a a sports sports guy. I'm a sports guy. (laughs) You guys know. But Taylor Swift just released an album. Oh, goodness. She's the top 10 spots on Billboard. And uh, I was forced kind of into listening to it by one of my friends. And I got to admit, she's actually not that bad. Hey! 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 I got this album. Midnight's for you. You're all about wow. Midnight's. It's, actually, like it? it's pretty good. It's actually really good. No joke. No. I said it. Then I went, eh. It's Taylor Swift's album. No, that, not that bad. Yeah, yeah maybe she should have her banner hung up in uh, Seaside well, Crypto. don't go that far. Okay. It's, just, it's a hockey ring. It's the first, ever, it's the first ever banner right up there, right? Yes. Crypto? 
All right, here we go. I'm going to stay in crypto. I'm going to stay in Los Angeles Ooh. basketball. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, oh. oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Welcome to I'm going to give you a couple stat lines. I'm going to give you a couple stat lines. 18 and 8. Another 18 and 8. Back to back 18 and 8 with real- an 18, 8, and 8. Are you really doing this? Yes. Points, rebounds. This is 18, 8, and 8 after an 18, 8, and 3. And then last night, a 13, 7, and 9. The Los Angeles Lakers won those last two games. Oh, man. I'm going full high register here. <laughs> Maybe Russ coming off the bench could work after all. <laughs> Maybe Darvin Ham's on to something. Maybe what he's buying is being, uh, being sold is being bought. Maybe it's going to work. The numbers don't lie, do they? Hey, men lie, women lie, hey, numbers don't. And let me ask you this question. If Russ didn't say, okay, I'll come off the bench, would Lonnie Walker the fourth have the opportunity? Would Matt Ryan, not that <laughs> the other Matt Ryan, have an opportunity? <laughs> Mr. Grubhub? The good Matt Ryan. Who reads? Oh. Make his big three to send it into overtime? I think not. Cost me $33. Maybe oh, Russ, <laughs> maybe Russ coming off the bench is going to work. I register. Right. We need to do this more often, guys. Yes. You know, I got to be honest. On YouTube and the comments, it does get asked for a yeah, lot. When's it coming yeah. back? Uh, you know what? I think we're back. You know? I think we're going to keep doing it. Uh, see why not. It's not bad, right? Well, you're not going to work. I'm going to start working on my other yeah, impressions. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to keep doing this to the point where awesome. our listeners and viewers in the middle of their conversations with friends realize they're doing it, too. They start talking about Everybody it. Everybody oh, yeah. does it. We all do it. Well, you know, I can remember the no, exact that time when, no, that sure looks good. when you decide to make it an actual segment. And it was right when I first started. Yeah. And I said something. You went, yeah, that's the higher register thing. And you were like, no, let's actually make a segment. Yeah, let's just do it. And remember the first couple times I couldn't, like, wrap my mind around. Well, you couldn't go (laughs) I couldn't go higher. Because you missed the lower register. (laughs) It took, like, three before I could actually get it. I was like, look at you now. Look at at me now. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not bad at it. No, you're really good at it. You're pretty good at it. You're crazy for this one, Rick. I'm just doing Jay-Z. I mean, I remember I did a Jay-Z last year and a guy tweeted that he was so mad that I was doing the Jay-Z impression. He said I sucked and he hated it. So TJ, actually, it's It's not like TJ to remember that a year later. I'll tell you what, you know what, TJ? It just just popped into my head. It's not bad. You're pretty good at it. TJ, it's good. This NFL season, every Westwood one. NFL broadcast streams live for free. Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, Thanksgiving, and Christmas triple headers. The International Series in every postseason game. All right, when we come back, we do return to the subject matter of Kyrie Irving and the Nets. And this is the uh, reporter who uh, first put it on my radar screen because he held him to account uh, on the um, podium over the weekend. And he was just part of the media availability for Kyrie Irving moments ago. Nick Friedel of ESPN when we come back. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... 
find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Um, I will be, shoot you straight. Um, I did not um, know. I I knew Kyrie had posted the Alex Jones um, link. But I did not know about um, Me neither. him linking uh, what he linked to from Amazon uh, before the press conference um, on Sunday night where he was asked about it by our next guest. And that put it on my radar screen, and then his answer just enraged me so much that I had to say something about it. Um, so I greatly appreciate this uh, man's work back here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show with our terrestrial radio audience. And joining us here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is a man who covers the Nets for the worldwide leader in sports, Nick Friedel. How you doing, Nick? Rich, I got to tell you something really quick. Uh, mm-hmm. I sent you a letter when I was 12 wanting to get into sports broadcasting. Get out of here. And you were one of the only people who responded. <laughs> So it is a hell of an honor for me to be able to talk to you in general. Uh, wow. I wish we were under better circumstances. But uh, I, I really appreciate that you did in that moment. And uh, thanks for uh, laying the path down for people like me to follow. I don't know what, what path I laid, but I'm glad that I did did I did respond. And, and I'm glad to see that you actually found your way into the, to the business. That's pretty cool, man. I appreciate you saying that. Absolutely. I appreciate that. All right. Now, uh, now that we're all, is there anything else you'd like to share, Nick? Uh, we can get that out. I know my mom is watching Donna in Orlando. So <laughs> shout out to Donna, who's been watching <laughs> on Sports Center for like 25 she years. She must be quelling. Donna must be quelling <laughs> down there. Um, so she must be in full quell mode right now. Um, so right here on the Roku channel. Thanks for watching, Donna. How are you? Hey, Miss Donna. There you go. Very good. Um, let's. You're 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 spot on to say about better circumstances because this is a very uh, deep subject, clearly, and one I'm sure you did. You get any grief for your your challenging Kyrie Irving at all? The way that you did over the weekend, Nick. My so my social media is a mess. <laughs> That's where it really has come from, uh, and. It's really it's disgusting, some of the responses, because, Rich, I, I'm just doing my job. I just want to ask questions that I felt like are important. And in the moment, when I had the back and forth that now a lot of people have seen, it didn't feel 
that much different to me because Kyrie and I, I, I got on the beat in January. I switched from the Warriors to the Nets. I moved to New York. Mm-hmm. And he and I had gone back and forth on the vaccinations a lot last season. So in the moment, it didn't feel any different, even though the subject matter uh, was much more important. It didn't feel any different from a, a back-and-forth standpoint. It wasn't until that night and the next couple of days where people were calling me on my phone or texting me and just saying thanks. Not just because I, I pushed them. There were a lot of journalists that reached out, which I appreciated, but just people that could care less about basketball or sports that had seen that and that had been really hurt by those initial posts and, and wanted to get a, a clear-cut answer from him. And, Rich, we, we didn't get one Saturday, and I just walked out of that press conference a couple hours ago in Brooklyn. We didn't get one today. So there are a lot of different layers here, but uh, yeah, it's been a weird few days for me for sure. I, I, I'm sure now. As, as for the answers that that we heard today, I mean, I played the uh, lion's share of the six minute of media availability at the end of the second hour, including the very um, intense soliloquy that that um, Kyrie had about his experience and his upbringing and his ancestry. And wanting the same intensity brought about uh, to to the hate speech that he feels and that he grew up with and that he feels and every day and I heard that and I'm like well yeah that's that's basically what I've been saying over the last several days and how hurtful it is that he would place on his Twitter account um, a documentary that fuels all of that and and and. And so there just seems that there could be common ground, but I'm wondering why there isn't in his mind. What is there anything you could sort of? Uh, I, I know that you know delving into his psyche might not be the, the best use of our time together, but I'm I'm trying to figure it out, Nick. I think the hard part for Kyrie, Rich, in again covering him day after day in this last year is it's about control. He doesn't want to feel like he uh, is. Uh, saying or doing something that somebody is making him say or do. Having talked to Kyrie, and I, I've had several conversations with him before this in the last couple of weeks, I can't stress this part enough. He wants so desperately to be a bridge for the generation coming behind him. And he has, I've talked to him about it. He, white, black, every ethnicity or religion, he is so proud of the fact that so many kids watch him play, that so many different people wear his jersey from all different walks of life. That's why those initial posts uh, that he made a week ago were so surprising. And the answers, uh, the, the hardest part with Kyrie, Rich, is he wants to be dug in on what he believes and, and what his position is. But so many times he struggles to articulate that. And you're left trying to as a journalist, transcribe what he's saying and, and make sense of the commentary sometimes. Uh, but it, it's, a, it's a strange juxtaposition because this is a guy who appreciates so much ha- how so many people in the game look at him. The younger players on the, this Nets roster idolize him. They look up to him immensely as a leader. He knows how many people appreciate what he has done on the floor but at the same time, he's posting links to anti-Semitic stuff. And instead of just saying, I'm sorry, like so many people in the league and in the Nets organization wanted to hear from him, 
he does not do that, and he decides not to say yes or no whether he has anti-Semitic beliefs. He just makes things so much more difficult on himself than they have to be. So if you've had these conversations with him, I don't know how many of, uh, of your colleagues have had similar conversations with him on subject matters outside of basketball. Why would he then accuse you in the middle of a press conference of trying to make uh, uh, yourself famous out of the exchange between the two of you? Why? It, it, it really bothered me, Rich. And I think a lot of it ties back into the uncomfortable exchanges at times we had last season with the vaccination uh-huh. stuff. But a lot more of it, in my mind, was what happened on media day. And for those that hadn't seen that clip, I went to ask a question. He was sitting up at the podium, and he he doesn't even let me get the first few words of the, the question out. He says, you and me, we're going to be best friends by the end of the year. And I say, Kyrie, I thought we already were best friends. He's like, you think that now. You think that now, but we're going to really be best friends. You're going to give me a hug by the end of the year. And Rich, that's Again, just from my perspective, that's the craziest part of the last few days is because player after player, coach after coach, Steve Nash, before he decided he, he wanted out of this thing and that came to that agreement with the Nets, were raving about how Kyrie was responding to everything in the locker room. And everybody had said repeatedly that they felt like he had turned a corner in how uh, he was uh, responding to everybody and how he was treating everybody and how he was playing on the floor and being a leader. So for it all to go up in flames on so many different levels in the last few days, even seeing it day in and day out, it's been pretty stunning. Nick Friedel covers the Nets for ESPN, joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show. So moments ago, you just said Steve Nash decided he wanted out. So that's the mutual part about it? Walk me through what you know about the departure of Steve Nash from this franchise. This past week. Rich, this, this is one of the few times where I believe the, <laughs> the statement from a team where John Marks and Steve Nash sat down, as Mark said, and just said, you know what, this is not working. Uh, and I can just tell you that since I got there in January, I can't stress enough how much the off-the-court stuff was weighing on Nash. All the drama, and it, it's not just on Kyrie, of course, this summer. I mean, that was just wild. You don't see those type of stories with Durant asking for the trade and then reportedly asking for Nash and Mark to be fired and then pulling the trade back. All of that, not just in the last couple of days, but over the last couple of years, was weighing on him. You talk to people in the organization, they would tell you that they'd see Steve, and, and you used to seeing this mild-mannered guy, who's walking around with a smile on his face, and you see him up at those press conferences, and you can just tell that he's sitting there going, what the hell am I doing in this mess? Because it, it, so much of it was not about basketball. It was about stuff going on off the floor. Now, I know Nash is competitive, and I know how badly he wanted to be able to turn things around, but I think there's a, a lot of relief there that he's not in the middle of this mess. Because, Rich, I, I've been covering the league 15 years now. I've never seen a more dysfunctional team in my life. Wow. Ever. What, like, covered, what, what, what can you, what sort of, uh, you know, information can you, can you divulge here about the off the court stuff? Um, and uh, that, that you want to just jump out here with on that? Well, I, I think for me, it's in comparison to what I've seen covering things in the past. I had the end of the Tibbs, Derek Rose, Garham Pax, Bulls. 
I saw up close the Jimmy meltdown uh, in Minnesota, the last year of KD with the Warriors and, and how messy that got over time. This is different, though, because this is a whole bunch of drama that builds up and seemingly builds on itself. Uh, and, and the example here is uh, forget the Kyrie stuff and the Kevin Durant stuff for a moment. They acquired Ben Simmons. He didn't play all of last year. He comes back, and this just adds to the dysfunction internally. He's not the same player. And now he's got a swollen knee, and that's after he had back surgery over the summer. And you've added a max player who's not living up to his max contract, and you're putting another layer of uh, just – seemingly basketball craziness to a team that was built to win a championship. And we've heard the, the Ime Udoka reports and Awoj has reported it, and that, that seems to be hanging now uh, in the next day or two. We, we could get word. But to add a coach who is currently suspended by another NBA team to take over a team that many thought was going to fall apart and they'd have to press the button on a rebuild over the summer, it just makes you shake your head and you realize that great teams in the league, they have camaraderie and they make move after move that helps the move before it. This Nets team, Rich, they don't have camaraderie and they have made move after move that have eroded at the culture they had before they made the decision to land KD and Kyrie. But I'd say this, it's a decision that everybody in the league would have made given the same set of circumstances mm-hmm. a few years ago. But it has exploded in a way here in Brooklyn, the likes of which the NBA hasn't seen in a long time. But, I mean, Nick Friedel here from ESPN, you said moments ago that the young kids look up to Kyrie in the locker room. They lionize him in the locker room. So what's the dysfunction in the locker room? Is it Durant and Kyrie together? Is that what was weighing over this summer? Uh, on top of Steve Nash that eventually built up to the point where he he mutually wanted out? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was all of it. And KD is still one of the very best players oh, yeah. in the game. I don't think that anybody is questioning how hard he works or, or how much he wants to be out there. Rich, it's just a, a combination of all these factors off the floor. And I think the hardest part, not only for the players, but the people inside the organization, the people that are working in their day-to-day, you're seeing all this stuff and you're seeing all the headlines and all the drama build, and absolutely it weighs on you. As much as you try to push everything off, I mean, I'll give you another example. The other night against the Bulls, Kyrie had four points. Kyrie averages 30 a game. Mm. For all the stuff that happens off the floor with Kyrie Irving, what people around the league have always respected is that no matter what what was going on off the floor, when the lights came on, you knew he would dominate most nights, and you knew he would be there and put up the numbers that he's always put up. That didn't happen the other night. And I think what you started to see early in this season is all the frustration and all that drama that built in the summer, and let's go back to the end of last season, getting swept by the Celtics and all the uncertainty with with Kyrie back on the floor on a full-time basis because of the vaccination stuff in New York, all of that lingered, and they thought they had all these good vibes, and it was legitimate for a few weeks in training camp, but it all disintegrated because they lost games, 
the decision was made on Nash, and now you've got this extra layer of the Kyrie stuff with these social media posts. And I think everybody in that organization is looking around at each other going, what in the hell is going on? And, Rich, then on top of all this, you've got all the stuff with Udoka that could potentially be coming. So it's just it's a soap opera in pro sports, the likes of which I've never seen. Uh, but I do think that all of those different storylines and all of the things that have played out have absolutely impacted all of the good feelings that they were trying to build up before the season began. Mm. Last one for you then, Nick Friedel, is uh, the way that the press conference ended today with Kyrie. He didn't answer a direct question on whether he met directly with the Anti-Defamation League. He said that he had heard that they uh, you know, wanted to reach out and they handled it. I mean, he could have easily said, yes, I sat down with him. But then again, it would be one of those things he just doesn't want to give in on any friend to make it seem like he... You know, he met with somebody because he was forced to or anything like that. The commissioner came out and made a statement uh, that the joint statement between the Nets, Kyrie, and the ADL was not sufficient enough for him. Where does this all go from here, do you think? I would think Adam Silver is going to listen back to those six minutes that we should know, Rich, were cut off by a Nets PR staffer. And he'd listen and just go, okay, we've got to have this conversation sooner than later. The strange part about all this to me, not only as a journalist who covers the league, but who's following all this stuff day after day, the league has done next to nothing. They release that statement, they don't have Kyrie's name in it. The Nets release that initial statement, Kyrie's name's not in it. The Players Association releases a statement, Kyrie's name is not in it. They let this thing linger for days. And so now Silver comes out just before Kyrie spoke, and all that the league wanted to hear and the Nets wanted to hear were two words, I'm sorry. And that didn't happen. And so you you tie that in with the lack of a response when asked, do you have anti-Semitic beliefs? You tie that in with, did you meet with the ADL? He does not answer that question. I would think that the league is watching and saying, all right, we need to have this conversation, and we need to move it up. But, Rich, the league and the Nets screwed this one up from an optics standpoint because they all saw what unfolded Saturday night. And now we're sitting here on Thursday afternoon, and this story has crossed that threshold past just a basketball or a sports story. This story now is in the news cycle, and that's the worst place for it to be for awful reasons. And instead of making everything kind of calm down. What Kyrie did just a couple hours ago was seemingly make more questions than he did have any answers. All right. I lied. There's one more. Is Utoka really coming? Is he really coming? It feels like that. It, it really does. And, and I'll be honest, Rich, when, when Woj put that out, even for the Nets, I'm looking down and I'm seeing the tweets and I start talking to people around the organization and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me (laughs) right now. Really? And nobody is questioning Ime Udoka's basketball acumen. Uh, The the players respect the hell out of him in Boston. He's got plenty of relationships dating back to his time with the Nets as an assistant, but to throw that layer of all of this into the circus that is the Brooklyn Nets, I, I feel like they just play the NWO music when they come out to the floor and just lean into it all the way because they are so unlikable for so many different basketball fans now who look around and go, 
why would you support this team given all the different issues that they're having on and off the floor? Nick, I appreciate the time. Do you still have that uh, letter I sent you? years ago i absolutely do it's sitting at uh donna's house in orlando okay <laughs> wow how about that well I'd, I'd love to see it tweet it out send it i'd love to see it <laughs> i'm gonna get her to find it now okay <laughs> she's anything like my mother she's got it filed under alphabetically in somewhere <laughs> <You know it. laughs> next to like my fifth grade book reports uh all right nick thanks so much greatly appreciate the time look for more of my phone calls appreciate it thanks rich you got that's nick friedel of espn I don't even know what to say. He said this is the most dysfunctional situation. He's found. If you're Durant, does he look around and go, what is happening? That's why he wanted out. <laughs> right? Right. I think KD saw all this coming. Seems like it, at least. 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll take your phone calls and get you set for Thursday night football in Game 5 of the World Series. What a big sports night we've got tonight. And then we've got a great guest list set for tomorrow, too. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Scary times we live in, no question about it. Financially, so many people need to know their numbers. It's so much better for you because it's a dangerous time to not know your numbers. Over 31,000 businesses have the confidence and clarity they need because they rely on NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, and budgeting so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. The answer for all the questions about how you prepare for uncertain times is NetSuite. It's why 93% of customers say they improve their visibility and control when they upgraded to NetSuite. So what are you waiting for? Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio right now. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. We went to break, and uh, you, you screamed out a little Woj bomb. Is what you screamed out? I just, what, what I just screamed. TJ screamed, and I was like, Woj bomb. Just a mini, mini, a mini bomb, if one exists. 
Uh, bad news for TJ's Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, boy. They're already uh, four and five in uh, in the first nine games. What do well, you got? one guy who's been off to an awesome start to the year, James Harden, well, he's going to miss a month. Oh, boy. Right foot tendon strain. Mm, my goodness. He's going to be out at least four weeks. You are there, TJ? Yeah, I mean, look, there's a way worse injuries. <laughs> I don't know, feet, feet, are, feet, feet are bad, but like, man. you know, ACL, that's an instant season ender, right foot tendon strain. It's a strain, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a doctor, guys. You're not, do no, you're not a doctor. Jeff in Detroit, let's take his call. Always a pleasure to hear his voice. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, what's going on? How's everything going? What's, what's up with you? Jeffrey. Listen, say? man, first of all, let me just say this real quick. I hate that you guys even have to talk about Kyrie Irving. To have a platform like he has and not do positive, it's certain things you just stay away from. And and that's one subject that you just, there's no way of getting around it. Just goodness, man. It's, it's so much easier to spread love than hate. Why you got to explain yourself when you, you shouldn't even be in this position, man? My goodness. Now. Let's get back to it. I agree 100% with you. Why would you trade T.J. Hawkinson in division, man? Please, why did you guys do that? He's going to be like a blanket for Linus to Kirk Cousins. And usually around this time of year, Unc, you come up with some good nuggets, man. We halfway through the season. What is the one story that everybody might not be talking about, but you kind of see, you know. Under the radar, huh? Okay, under the radar. Um... I guess what would be an under the radar storyline? Well, maybe something that's obvious. I mean, no, you no, no, no. I hear you. I, I, I'm, I'm going to my head. Uh, will the New York teams finish as well as they started? That's, that's one thing. But that's very. Mm. I guess that that's very. Um, uh, that's not a national story. Uh, another one could be which sub 500 team makes a run. Um, which three and five team can best make a run? That's not a bad one. Uh, can Gino keep it up? Gino, yeah. the NFC player, uh, offensive player of the month for October, Gino Smith. Man, is How about this that? not the greatest he reality was. show ever? It is. It's a narrative-generating <laughs> machine. Thanks for calling in, Jeff. As I, as I predicted, great to hear his voice, always. But I, I, honestly, I think the storyline of the second half of the season in the NFL begins tonight. As Jalen Hurts goes back to his hometown of Houston as the dominant quarterback of the lone remaining undefeated team in the NFL entering week nine. Okay, last year, I think it was week eight when the Cardinals lost their first. So we're 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 traversing. And unless Houston comes up with some magic formula that I don't know if to have, we're we're gonna see uh we're gonna see an eight no team by the end of the night. And then the question is, is who comes at them? Where are the losses? You had a little higher register about it earlier in the hour, Christopher. Maybe. Put up the schedule, Mr. Hoskins. Here we go. After at Houston tonight, home for the Commanders on Monday night. This was supposed to be Carson Wentz's homecoming. and Now it's Taylor going to try and hit him with the Heineke. Washington Hovas. <laughs> what are you calling them? Hovas. Hovas. <laughs> It's one of Jay Z's nicknames. Hova. God MC. Me, Indianapolis. <laughs> home for Green Bay. I know you pegged now that one. Right Prime there. time now on Sunday. Right no, I don't there. think we're cooking. No? No. 
Home for Tennessee. Yeah, maybe. At the Giants. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I know, I, honestly. No, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, who knows? Home for Tennessee's just... It, Tennessee? I don't know if they're losing that game with A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's going to tell everybody in that house, like, we are. Is. this is my house. <laughs> right. And as a matter of fact, those three tutties we had against Pittsburgh, let's add a fourth. Didn't he get a penalty for pointing at the Steeler guys like, you can't guard me, you can't guard me. <laughs> what, that's what he's going to do to Tennessee. You get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. <laughs> I'm scoring on you. You, 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 on you. Put it back up again. There you. we go. At the Giants, you throw records out, but Philadelphia usually wins those games, right? I'm worried at Chicago I'm worried at end Dallas. Of the year. Like week 17 and 18, they got the one seed wrapped up. No, These guys are resting. No, no, no. These guys are resting. That could be Christmas Eve, Dallas. I don't know. Could you imagine they walk into Christmas Eve in Dallas at 14 and 0? 14 and 0, oh my God. Yeah. Walk in. I think that's, that's going to be the storyline with each passing week. You know, and then it'll you'll hear Jalen Hurts say nobody talked about us when we were two and five, so you shouldn't talk about our record now. And it'll be kind of be like, yeah, okay. Certainly if tonight there's a pivotal game five win at home and the Phillies take one step closer to another need to grease light poles in the city of Philadelphia. You know, this is it. Honestly, the second half of the NFL season, that that, that strikes me right now as a story because I believe you're going to see an 8-0 team emerge tonight. Look out below for Lovey and the rest of that team is Brandon Cooks is not playing. They said that he hadn't done enough this week to be ready. All oh, week. It's I just mean. absurd. It's absurd. It's just like it's it's not like there's padded practices for a Thursday night game. Like like Brandon Cooks forgot about the offense that he that he was in just four days ago. <laughs> he didn't even want to go to the walkthrough. He's just mounting his right mindset right now, I bet. He's just like losing his mind. Like, really? I'm still here? Yeah, Dallas he- wanted me and I couldn't go there? Green Bay, what are they doing? That's an $18 million figure for next year. Nobody wanted to pay, I guess. So that's tonight. It's all about Philadelphia, and we're all rent payers this evening. I want to thank today's guests, Nick Friedel, and then, uh, of course, Lamar Jackson. Tomorrow, Cam Jordan, the Cheetah, Tyreek Hill, and Joe Mantegna in studio.